Hey everyone, this is Gavin. Hey everybody, this is Todd. And I'm Craig. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 114 of the Majors Mess Hall podcast. I am your host Gavin and I'm joined by my usual co-hosts Todd and Craig. Howdy ho. Oh, you always fuck it up talking over each other. <laughs> no, there was a brief pause. I said howdy ho and he said hey after I said howdy ho. We should have, okay, so the order is Todd you say hey first and then Craig in future. That's what Not- we did. No, no, but it wasn't actually you. It was him. He he spoke over you, so you spoke, and, and then he came in too soon. Anyway, was, there, was a, there was an obvious separation there. I, I think you're being too anal. Well, we'll have a listen back. <laughs> 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 right. Okay. Anyway, we do have a like a massive interview that's in the middle of this episode, um, so we're just going to do a very quick intro. And an outro for the episode because it's a pre-recorded interview that I did with uh, our friend Kelly, who's uh, who's been on in the past and you know helped us host the show in the past and stuff. And she does a lot of help with our social media pages and things like that. There was a kerfuffle because um, Todd was actually due to record this interview with me, and the idiot forgot that he had a very important um, appointment that he had to be at, so to speak. Right. So, and it's completely understandable, but he is an idiot because he forgot, and he can admit that himself. So, what was well, it? That, what I, was it that I you forgot? Assistant, because <laughs> she she forgot to remind me of my scheduled uh, prior engagement. The, the father daughter dance <laughs> is a dance that we do annually, my daughter and I, at her school, and um, it was supposed to be around Valentine's Day, but due to weather, it got canceled and rescheduled, and. Nobody ever informed me of when it got rescheduled <laughs> until about a day before the interview uh, or the morning of. My daughter looks at me and says, I'm so excited about tonight, Daddy. And I said, well, why is that? And she's like, the father-daughter dance. And I'm like, well, when's that? And she's like, tonight. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm just teasing you because, like, the absolute look of disappointment in her eye killed me. So Aww. I was like, yeah, sure, sure, yeah, yeah, I'm just messing with you. So then I had to be like, fuck. Not so, what I do. So which, then I had to message you and be like, "Yeah, sorry, I forgot." And, and which know. was which was fine. I mean, it was a shame because um, Shane was real and, and Craig as well because he's listened to our show and he really wanted to talk to both of you. But Kelly was actually going to do the interview anyway because we, we were going to. It's just nice to have an extra. She wants to help out, and you know, it's nice to have an extra person, um, you know, sure. helping us out and stuff. So she was going to do it with, with you and me anyway. So it was. It, I mean, it wasn't like. We were like, oh shit, what are we gonna do? Because we were like already prepared to do it anyway. It was just, you know, obviously without you. So, um, but no, it was it, it went well, and um, and obviously we would never oh. we would never see you miss such a, an important event. I mean, right. I, my daughter's too young for any of that stuff yet, but I'm sure at some point, you know, her school will probably do the well, same thing. Well, here it's and, a little different because, like, in when we lived in Bangor, it was um, ages five to twelve. But here in Glenburn, you get an extra year because they go by grade, so you could do it from pre-k all the way up to eighth grade 
So next year is her last year, which normally this would have been the last year if we still lived in Bangor. But since we live in Glenburn now, it's we get an extra year. And I only embarrassed her once during the dance, and that's when they started playing Billie Jean, and I tried to dance like Michael Jackson. And she uh, <laughs> she got totally ripped up and said, Jesus, Dad, you're embarrassing me. Stop that. And I was like, oh. So then, But then the great thing was I told my daughter, and, and she's a lot like me in this aspect. She's She loves attention. She's a performer. I said, you know, Hannah, next year is our last dance together. She's like, yeah, I know. I'm sad. And I said, so we need to go out with a bang. We need to learn what the theme is early and get some songs together that we will request the DJ to play, and then we will choreograph dances to the songs. And I said, and then that way, the last dance, we can just blow them away by, by tearing up the dance floor. And she got the idea that we were, we were going to finish the dance um, the same way in the Dirty Dancing movie, that they're going to play the time of my life, and she's going to run across the fucking gym, and I'm going to like do the old swan lift on her. And I said, well... The old man needs to go to the gym a little more. She's like, what are you saying? I'm fat. And I said, no, I'm just saying I'm old and I'm frail. And I don't know if I can lift somebody above my head like that. <laughs> so we got a lot of prep work to do for next year's dance. But I think it's going to be an epic finish to, yeah, a, definitely. to a tradition. So That's excellent. Yeah, so our, our guest is a guy called Shane Coyle, which some of you may have heard of. I know, obviously, Todd knows who he is. Craig, do you know who Shane Coyle is? No. Which is funny because he actually knows who you are, and he's oh, yeah. yeah, and he's a he's a fan of yours, and he was upset that you weren't on because he listened to the episodes prior to coming on the show, and uh, he actually does a little bit of an impression of you, which you will hear in the in the interview. Um, <laughs> he just he just would have loved to have talked to you both, but but having said that, it was a great interview, and he wants to come back on again. Now let me just explain who he is first. Shane Coyle does two things in life. Well, two things on social media, essentially, like two things that he's known for. One is he does prank phone calls, and he is, in my opinion, the best prank phone caller I've ever heard because he can, he changes his voice to make himself sound like, you know, like a kid. He can make himself sound like a, like a 14-year-old female and, or like an old woman even. Like he's, he's incredible at voice, just changing his voice, and it sounds so legit. It does not sound fake at all. And uh, he, he, he calls places like, you know, like Denny's restaurants and Walmarts and, and stuff like that. And he, and he just, he pretends to be like from their corporate office and he fucks with the staff and in, in the Denny's, it's, I mean, I don't even know how he has the balls to do this, but he'll like, he'll call up and like, he'll talk to the staff, but then he'll ask the staff to put like members of the public on the phone. And then he's rude to the members of the public who obviously then complain to the staff going, I've just been insulted by, you know, your head of office, what's going on? And it, I don't know how he does it. I mean, it's just having the balls to do that is incredible, but it's so funny <laughs> listening to him. So he's known for that, and then he's also known for child predator hunting. Craig, do you know what child predator hunting is? Like paedophile or something? Yeah, well, he's not a paedophile. We'll just... No, I mean, fucking chasing paedophiles. All right, yeah, calm down. <laughs> That's what I was just saying. It's a paedophile thing, I said. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Craig is right. He's uh, He hunts paedophiles or you know well yeah there's no other way to describe them that's uh that's you know more polite than that really he's kind of like chris hansen yeah basically yeah and like he's like one of the ones that kind of started the whole movement and um you know like it's tough because the police don't support what he does you know he goes out and he basically he'll go on like uh, uh tinder or you know websites like that and he'll he'll set up like a profile a fake profile which is called catfishing 
and he'll like pretend to be like you know a 13 14 year old girl and arrange to meet you know so somebody will get in touch with said person and then he goes to meet them and they think they're going to be meeting this 13 year old kid and Shane shows up and he films the whole thing and exposes them basically and he's had he calls them busts although it's not it's nothing to do with the police at all but um he's he's done like well over 176 busts in the past like so many years um it's crazy it's actually crazy like there's one guy that he did he he tricked and uh, he met up with him and he took it actually took like a year break actually after this i think it was and uh, the guy actually run him over like he exposed the guy and said you know this is who you're meeting and you know you thought you were meeting a child and i'm, I'm here to expose you and the guy gets in the car drives off and then literally spins back around and runs him over so it's a dangerous game to play Oh, yeah. um, but it's, it's it's crazy because it's one extreme to the other like he does this serious thing so serious you can't get any more serious than that and then he's doing the prank phone calls and we obviously brought him on for the prank phone call side of things because we're a comedy podcast but we also in the interview as you'll hear we talked to him about um, his child predator stuff as well um, well that's a phenomenal uh, public service to get these people exposed and to help someone be aware of who they are that way they can avoid these people or at least make their children aware of who they are. Of course. To avoid them. And, and I thanked him as well. I, I actually said, like, I want to thank you on behalf of, you know, me being a father, you know, father to father, I want to thank you for what you do because, you know, it, him him doing this, I mean, a lot of these people don't get arrested, which is a shame, but at least they've been caught out and it might make them think twice about right. doing it again. You know what I mean? I'm well, sure. something like that, the, the public shame is better than arresting because usually they get arrested they'll get a couple months which i think is gross and horrible and i've always had this weird theory about people that were um are pedophiles that you incarcerate them in prison and it's like i i understand why you put them in prison to get them off the streets to get them away from people but it's not like you put them in prison that you're going to rehabilitate them because being attracted to kids is their sexual preference it'd be like saying you could take a homosexual lock him up in jail and make him straight you can't do that no yeah. more than you could take a straight person, lock them up, and make them gay. So locking them up has its good side, that it gets them off the street and, and they're not around children. But on the bad side, they get a slap on the wrist, and then they get some lawyer who fights the charge, and they may be registered as a sex offender, but then they have rights too, and they get to keep their anonymity, and it's like, it's a bunch of bullshit. Like, if you're going to be a, a scumbag who preys on children, then everyone should know who you are to keep their kids away from you. Yeah, totally. Totally agree. It's just, uh, yeah, I mean, like I say, it's, it's a public service, what he's doing, really. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like, with that aside, he's, yeah, it's actually, he's done some stuff as well. Like, he's been on, um, he's actually been on Dr. Phil. And if you if you go on YouTube and type in Dr. Phil Shane Coyle, it, it'll come up. Like, he's been on Dr. Phil talking about this. So you can actually see, like, clips and, you hear him talking to Doc Phil about it. He's been on Inside Edition as well, um, again, to talk about this. And then he actually, one of the very first things he did, he was on a show on MTV called G's to Gents, which was where they like, they got like these, <laughs> these like gangster type people. Because he used, he's been in prison and all kinds, like he used to be, uh, he used to be into drugs and like he's, he's done his time. He's a reformed guy now. Um, he's an absolutely amazing dude. And uh, yeah, he was on this show anyway. And, to, and it, it, but he was like, tricking people on that and being like a like there's one bit where the, every every person that went on all these gangsters that went on they all had pictures on the walks so basically staying in this house together and the idea is that they're going to eventually be transformed into gentlemen as opposed to you know G's and uh, you know like gangsters 
and uh, he, he graffitis his own picture. He draw he, he fucks it up with a, with a marker pen, and then he goes psycho at everyone, going, "Who the fuck done this to my picture, man? What the fuck? Who the fuck disrespected me?" And then the guys all end up fighting with each other over who did it. And then he's and at the end you see him at the camera going, "Yeah, I did it to myself," because he's he's just fucking with them like the guys. A comical genius. He's just so funny. And he's a very intelligent guy as well. That's an, another thing and I've noticed as well with uh, Shane. He's, you know, he's doing all this crazy stuff, but the guy knows what he's doing. Like, he's he's a really smart guy. I first discovered him when Aaron Carter, you know, we spoke about Aaron Carter before, went off the rails. And um, he was trying to basically uh, expose his brother as being a, a, you know, a, a, um, a sex offender, basically, which completely backfired on him because it turns out that actually Aaron is the one who's a child predator, believe it or not. And uh, he'd, he'd hired Shane. I say hired, Shane was doing it for free as a favour for him and to try and expose uh, his brother, Nick, um, who's obviously in the Backstreet Boys. And uh, it backfired and didn't work out. And then he ended up stabbing Shane in the back and Shane found out all this information on Aaron, that Aaron was actually sending text messages to underage girls of, of, his, uh, of his, you know, his junk, basically. And... Um, that's how I first discovered who Shane was. So I started following him over that and seeing these arguments he was having with Aaron. And I was like, who is this guy? So I looked him up on YouTube and there he was. And now I'm just like, I'm just hooked. And he has a Facebook page. If you go to Shane Coyle's Prank Call Mafia on Facebook, you will find him on there. And he goes live all the time. And he does live prank phone calls. And uh, you know what? We're going to go through in a minute to the interview. But before we do, Craig has not fucking spoke hardly at all yet. So I just want to know, Craig, how's things been with you? Yeah, same old. Same old, yeah. How's the teeth? How are your teeth doing? Fine. Oh, really? Yeah, no pain? No. Weird, isn't it, the way it just went? No. It's that stuff. I think it's quite strong. What? what I want to know what this stuff's called, you know. Um, you get, I got, well, she gets it from uh, the pharmacy. Yeah. So she's got, like, prescriptions, so she just gets them, like, and... You know, gets them there, like gets them from there now and again, and she gets like a like a pack of four or something like that, and they last quite a while. So, is it like toothpaste? Is it? It's toothpaste, yeah. Wow, it's mad. That. It's, got, it's got it's like a weird name. I can't really say where it is. Yeah. I mean, I can't really like tell you what it is because it's a weird name. Yeah, it'll be probably funny to hear you try and pronounce it. To be honest, <laughs> easy to, I know it's easy to pronounce. How is it? But but you don't know what it is. No. All right. Um, so, what about the mouse situation? I'm seeing any. No, in a in a while. Did you check under the kitchen sink? Like I said. I didn't. Pr- I didn't properly check. I, I did look. Uh, so you opened the but door. And you didn't even bend you, you down. Did the, you? Uh, yeah, you see the mouse droppings. I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious. I'll look around now and again. I, I haven't seen any. No mouse That's droppings good. at all. For fuck's sake. <laughs> What? Well, I was open well, for some jump juicy gossip. Maybe you heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> no, thankfully, we haven't got one. No, I mean, oh, that's that, that's obviously the main thing. Yeah, I don't know, that's the main thing. But, like, on the other side of it is, because, as you know, every cloud has a silver lining. It makes great content for the podcast. So the thought of, like, you standing on a chair screaming like a girl as it's running around your feet, <laughs> that's funny, isn't it? I got, I got a great idea. <laughs> Go on. Is, 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 it, is, it, a, is it a male mouse? Is it a male mouse or a female mouse? The fuck should I know? Well, the <laughs> giant fucking ball sack on the back of it would give it away. Well, if, well, if it's, well a... it's hard to get that close, is because as soon as you move, they fucking scatter away. 
Well, most of them are males, I think. So what you do is you get you a picture of Minnie Mouse in lingerie and you hang it on the wall. That'll draw, that'll draw him out. So when he's laying there and put peanut butter out, so when he's laying in the peanut butter and masturbating, that's when you walk up and smack him and throw him out the door. Or get a cat. Mm. One or the other. <laughs> Should get a cat, you know, Craig. Cats would, like, solve the problem, mate. I'll, I'll say that, but my cat will probably make friends with it. Yeah, my cat would just play with it and let him go. The hamster got out of the cage the other day, and on Valentine's Day, actually. Got out. Didn't even know. It was out all night in the house somewhere. We didn't know it had got out until we seen it sitting on the couch watching telly. It was actually sitting on the couch, honestly. Alice had all it like Valentine's laid out from school and he was sitting there like on the Valentine's, like watching what was on TV. With the cat next to him, the cat was just looking at him, not doing nothing. Fucking animals are fucked. <laughs> right. Everybody all got into some catnip. They all got high together, like fuck it man, let's Maybe watch so. some TV. <laughs> Right, so on that note, we're going to go through now to our... Well, first of all, you're going to hear a clip. This is Shane in action. This is one of his prank phone calls. And this is where he's prank phone calling a cat lady who's got 20 cats. And apparently the cats weren't being looked after properly. So somebody had got in touch with Shane and asked him to do this prank to try and expose this woman. Because, you know, obviously, you know, just like child abuse, animal abuse is just as bad. So, um, yeah, have a little listen to this. And then it's going to go straight into our interview uh, with Shane. Hello? Hi, how are you? This is Jennifer Daly. I live about seven blocks from you. I'm looking for Jamie. How are you? Is this Jamie? Yeah. Hi, Jamie. How yeah. you? I'm sorry? Who is this again? This is Jennifer Dahlia. I live for a couple of blocks from you, but I can actually... You have some beautiful, beautiful cats, and I noticed your cage in the backyard. I wanted to tell yeah, you... Wait, how did you get my number? Um, well, first of all, you're a member of the association, and so is my sister. She gave me the numbers to everybody on your block. So if you'll kindly just listen, I can tell you why I'm calling you. Is that okay? Okay. Um, you have several cats, correct? Yeah. And how many exactly do you have? Seventeen. Seventeen. You have seventeen cats. Well, I was told that you had twenty. Did some pass away in in an accident of some kind of sort? Maybe perhaps malnutrition or something of that nature. Did they die, or if you always had seventeen? No, I've always had seventeen. Oh, did you like cats as a little girl? Yes. That's good. I liked pussy as a little girl too. I have two cats right now, but I don't really like. And now listen to me. The cats that you have. I noticed the cage that comes off of the house. And the yeah. ca can the cats go inside of the house? Yeah, they, Is, they can go in and out. All that's day. good. That's good. Is there any way we can get those cats to stay in the house? Because when they come out, they just start, I don't know, they're polluting the neighborhood. They're starting to stink up the neighborhood. They shit, they piss, and they spray and they hiss. And I'm not a cat animal hater. <laughs> I'm sorry? I. What? I said, is there any way we can take your your cats and have them hammerboarded inside, inside your home so only you have to live with the piss and shit smell? Because I live four blocks away, and I can smell those disgusting feline pussy cats, shit, piss, and spray, and whatever else it is that they're doing. I know they're your animals, and you love them. <laughs> they're, they're, oh, I, I'm, there's no way you can smell that. The litter boxes are in the house. 
Oh no, actually, yes, I definitely do smell it. They have litter boxes in the house. Isn't that smart? So you have an outside cage, but you prefer them to shit inside. Who does that? With all due respect, sweetheart, I'm going to be contacting the association. And I know you've probably had this done before. But I'm going to tell the association that if they don't do something about it, I'm going to get a salt pellet gun and I'm going to drive by. And I just want the cats to know that they're not welcome outside. So I'm just going to cock and load and then shoot. It's not going to kill them. I don't want you to get nervous. They're not going to die. Wait, wait, wait a minute. You're... You're going to fucking walk on my property with no. a fucking assault rifle? No, sweetheart. It actually has a long range of 630 feet per second. I could be across the street. I can be a fucking block away, and the cats will get picked off perfectly, and I'm an excellent shot. But I'm not going to start doing it Are yet. Are you fucking insane? Um, well, with, with all due respect, ma'am, who has 17 cats running their house and prefers to have them shit inside? Hello, hold on, dear. My grandson's just getting his keys ready, dear. Hold on. <laughs> hold on, sweetie. My brother's coming. He'll be right there, okay? Guys, what's up, man? How's, how's it going, Shane? Oh, good, good, man. I'm just trying to get situated. I can't find my damn car keys. Someone stole them. Who can I blame? Who can I blame? All right, good. Car starts, so there's no cursing, no yelling. I don't have a reason or an excuse to fight with anyone. Hold on, guys. Just give me a minute. I'm getting situated here. Got to jump in the car. The car is like my office. It really is. Anytime I've done a show or any kind of stuff like that, my most successful shows have happened from the driver's side of my car. And some <laughs> of the most enjoyable shows have happened in the backseat of my car. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, hold on one second, guys. Bear with me. All right. And three, two, one. One. Well, all right, guys, how are you? Chain coil on the end. No, <laughs> I'm ready, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to get situated, getting in the car, and now I am ready, man. Where are you guys? Uh, where are you guys stationed out of, by the way? Well, well, I am. I'm in. I'm in Canada at the moment. I live in Canada, Nova Scotia, but I'm originally from the UK. Nice. And uh, my nice, my man. my standing co-host is uh, Kelly Hughes, and she is back in the UK as well. Hello. Nice, man. I'll tell you what. Uh, Kelly, how you doing? How are you? Hey, I'm good. You? Hey, I'm, doing good. I'm doing good. But Kelly, I apologize. Here in the United States, we make the women talk last. So if you'll just hold on. Uh, no, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding with you, Kelly. That's <laughs> all right. I'm good. I'm good. Hey, uh, it's a good way to get my ass kicked the first time I'm on with you guys, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so let's kick it, man. How the hell are you guys? Excellent, yeah. I mean, it, it, this is like a really big deal for us to talk to you because myself and Kelly, I've followed you for a while now. And we just, you, you make us laugh so much. You're such a funny dude, man, and it's it's that awesome. Means the world to me, it really does, man. It really means a lot to me, bro. Thank you. You know, uh, I absolutely love voices, so I love your impressions and stuff. <clears throat> yeah, I uh, I started doing voices at a young age, man. I I was uh. 
I was infatuated with the fact that I could do a female voice when I was little. Now, don't get it twisted. I wasn't so infatuated with it that I wound up wearing uh, mom's lingerie and got a sex change as I got older and decided to be a transvestite or anything like that. But I just really fell in love with the fact that, hey, you know what? I could be making money at 13 years old in school, in middle school, pretending to be my friend's teacher and talking to their parents and letting them know they're doing a great job. I, I'm telling you, I used to do it. I would call up my, my friends and be like, hey, man, can you go to the payphone and uh, and call my mom and act like you're Mrs. Ball, our science teacher, and let her know I'm doing a good job? I'm like, yeah, absolutely, $5. Now, $5 back then was like 25 to us, you know? Oh, yeah, big time. And, uh, and, and they would say, yeah, yeah, okay, no problem. Here you go. They bring in like five days worth of lunch money, and I had no heart. I didn't care. I took it, of course. You know, it's my vocal cords I'm investing in as I get older, so I'm taking that lunch money. So I'd call, <laughs> I'd call up as the uh, science teacher, let's say uh, John Smith's mom. The fate would go like this. Hello? Hi, Mrs. Smith. How are you? This is Virginia Ball, your son's science teacher. Oh, yes. How can I help you? What did he do? Oh, no, 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 no. He did not do a thing wrong. In fact, total opposite. The reason why I'm calling is your son is actually going to be um, student of the week, number one, because of his excellent academic, uh, you know, grades, uh, grades as of now. Wait, he's going to be student of the week? Yeah, we're thinking of doing student of the month, too, but we wanted to talk to you about his report card. If his card does come back and it says that he failed, that's only because I didn't get it in time. He did all the extra credit. He did not fail. He is flying colors passing. <laughs> oh, my God, my son, that's wonderful. I can't wait to see him. Yeah, and he said that he wanted, like, a new Nintendo game, and, you know, he did help <laughs> all the other kids with their homework, too. Oh, my God, we'll get it for him. Honey, did you hear that? And I'm telling you, $5 bills came rolling in on a daily basis. I would get 5 $10, 20 Every day I was coming home <laughs> with $50, $60, like, I mean, in cash money in my hand. And it was like, wow, man, I'm doing these voices for life, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's pretty cool. That's so crazy. It's spot on, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, good. It's, it's definitely like crazy, moment. man. <laughs> and if you guys don't shut me up, I have like a kickstart, but there's no stop button. You kind of got to just throw a, <laughs> throw a muffle in my, over my mouth, muzzle over me and, and talk to me or else I won't shut up, man. Yeah, but th those oh, are the we best. Like to talk, don't worry. Well, that's the thing. Those are the best kind of guests. It's when you have ones that literally just answer the questions and stop. And it's like, okay, you don't want to expand oh, on yeah, that. Yeah, and they're right. like, no, no. And it's like, for fuck's sake. And the, the interview's done in five minutes because you've asked all your questions. So, no, this is great. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like it's like one of those phone calls you get. You ever had them phone calls from like the annoying relative you don't really want to talk to? They call up, but you feel bad not answering. So they call. It's like this. La, 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 la. Hello. Hey, John. What are you doing? Uh, no, nothing. What are you doing? Uh, nothing. So what's going on? <laughs> uh, nothing. That's cool, bro. So how is everything? Oh, it's good. How about you? Oh, it's going good, man. Yeah. So, so what are you doing later? Uh, probably probably nothing, man. Just gonna get some sleep. Yeah, me too. So what's up? Uh, nothing. <laughs> like, Come on. At what point in time does this phone call either a like somebody have a heart attack and at least throw some excitement in son of a gun or you know I mean come on. <laughs> we got a, we got another co-host that's uh, that he's not he's not with us tonight but um he's one of our like regular co-hosts who's on with us all the time. His name's Craig and he is exactly like that but even worse and he's a host of a podcast and he doesn't want to do it. We basically force him to oh, do it. Man. And he says like four words per show, but the listeners love him. He's like a fan favorite. They just love the guy, and he doesn't do anything. It's unbelievable. Hey, 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 hey 
Hey, what's up? It's Craig. Yeah, we're on the yeah. radio. Yeah, <laughs> that's well, it. Right. We're here. <laughs> I heard him. I think I heard him before. Yeah, he was. <laughs> That's right. He's on. He's on there, and we we made him. We made him talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We made him talk about uh, shitting himself, and that was the only time he sounded like he was interested. Was when he talked about the one time that he shit himself. He, he was into it. He liked yeah. that shit talk. Huh? He's a fat man. Oh, yeah. He went from he went from monotone to Mickey Mouse. Hey, yeah. And then I shit myself. <laughs> Oh, that's great, man. That's awesome. So, what's the what would so you say? Got lined up now. One's in the UK, one's in uh, Canada, right? Yeah, Nova Scotia, yeah. Canada. Yeah. I don't think I'm allowed there. <laughs> I, don't allowed, I don't. I think something tells me I don't think I'm allowed in Canada because I'm a felon. I'm gonna say hello to the bad guy. You know. Oh, so you're still um, not you're still yeah. not allowed to travel because it's been a while since you were you were inside, hasn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, I could travel, but they can't, uh, I, I can't go to, I think Canada doesn't allow felons, do they? <laughs> I don't think so, no. Man, that's <laughs> kind of, jumped the border. Australia, Australia, you know, Australia's racist, too, against <laughs> felons. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks, you know? Now, what happens if somebody's in Australia, in Canada, and they break a law? I mean, did they kill them, or, I mean, how's that work? <laughs> <laughs> well, they just send them to the U.S. I think that's what they do when you commit a crime. It's like, right, you're you go. going to the States. That's the safest getting your head cut off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hell so, hole out here, man. <laughs> hey, hey, as far as cursing, are, are you guys allowed to? Because it's, uh, I'm literally about to have a seizure. I haven't said the F word once. It's killing me. Is that allowed? You can no? say you can say any word you like. We actually every now and then, every now and then, we'll we'll say cunt every now and then because in the U.K. that's a term of endearment. So we will literally say throw in the c word. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool man that's cool i tell you what it's been uh it's pretty cool man i've been taking a little break if you haven't noticed i've been taking a break from uh you know doing a lot of shows and social media and stuff like that i've been really really just kicking back let me tell this gas station guy to get off my back hold on um i've been taking a break from the social media hey i'm just uh i'll be i'll be inside thanks buddy um i'm taking a, i've been taking a break because it's been so freaking hectic it's like i got Two worlds colliding, okay? I do comedy, I do voices, I do prank calls, and then I started mixing it and doing the child predators and getting the predators off the street, you know, trying to, to expose the hell out of them. And then it's like at some point in time, the two of them just don't mix. It's not like you could go and, and expose a child predator and tell a knock-knock joke at the same time. Yeah, it's really, yeah, really yeah. Different, no. You know what I mean? All these other teams built up, and it's like I feel like my work is done in the avenue of kicking that movement off the ground in the United States. I mean, the UK have been doing it for years, and, and God bless the UK. Canada's got, uh, I believe, um, uh, Justin, Justin somebody out there in, the, in Canada doing it. I mean, it's, you know, the exposures and the child predator exposure movement is, is really an excellent, amazing thing. I took, it, I took it to massive heights in the United States, and I kind of had to take a hiatus from it because, Number one, like we said before, I am a felon, and to get police to actually work with you as a felon, it's difficult, man. It is really difficult because oh, yeah. automatically, you know, your credibility goes down the toilet. I mean, you know, God, pretty soon they're going to start making it, uh, you know, law mandated that women are not allowed to date felons in the United States pretty soon. I mean, it's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like no, I, know, I know what you mean. <laughs> No. no, I was gonna. I was gonna say, like, getting involved in the in the child predator hunting thing that you do. 
That must be yeah. must be quite scary because I know that I've seen that one clip. They showed it on when you went on Doctor Phil. That one clip where you actually got yeah. run over. You somebody literally run you over, didn't he, when you approached them? Yeah, man. Yeah, that that's guy scary. Was a scumbag, man. His name was Terry, and uh, he's a piece of car, piece of trash. He he was like a one-time isolated event for that big doofus. But uh, yeah, it was kind of a wake-up call. I mean, I've done a couple since then. In fact, I don't know if you've seen the latest one I just did maybe two weeks ago. Uh, and I and I got tired of it. I got tired of the fact that cops ain't working with me. They're not going to work with me. And it's just catch and release. So you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just smack the shit out of this one. So I did. I slapped him like a freaking redheaded stepchild twice in the mouth. He started lying to me. The 45-year-old man came to meet a 12-year-old boy in the parking in the uh, the bathroom of Walmart, which is a superstore over here. I don't know if you guys got Walmart out there, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys are civilized then. Okay, cool. All right. I was told you guys are like I was told you guys are like eight. Like you clean each other and eat the fleas and stuff. All right, man. I'm just joking, Joe, man. But yeah, that must be so emotionally draining, though, isn't it? Oh yeah, it would. Talking to them type of people. Yeah, especially having kids yeah, of your own. Well, like you know, it's just it's a scary world that we're living in. Yeah, it is. It's horrible. It is, and it could be anywhere. That's the thing. Like you don't know who it is, where they're at. You know, and, and I did uh, I did four years in prison for possession of drugs. I used to be heavily addicted to narcotics. I was heavily addicted to painkillers and uh, Adderall. And uh, I've been clean since August 6th, man. I got well over six months clean. Um, I'm loving life. Ever since I stopped taking the pills and, you know, exalted myself into, you know, extracurricular activities of narcotics, it's like my whole life has been handed back to me times 10. And, and I just feel 10 times better all the way around. And it's like, you know... I started that movement under toxicity too, because I was actually, I was, I was towed up from the floor. Every night you see me bust a predator. It was, you know, 55 degrees outside and I'm sweating like a whore in a porno video, just talking to the guy. You know what I mean? I was obviously high and and it was like, man, I, I started this thing under all these toxicities and you just can't take sick and heal sick with sick. You know what I mean? Like here's a, here's a predator who's a sick bastard and there's no help for them in my opinion, but here's a guy that you can't, you know, you're, if you're sick yourself and on drugs, I mean, I had no business doing half of it half the time because it was their life at danger. It really was. I was waiting for one of them predators to just, and four of them have actually five now got slick at the mouth. And, and it was just like, well, I know the cops ain't coming. So here you go. Here's a fresh one, bring it home, you know, knock them out. But it's it's to the point now where the UK has set the bar completely amazingly. The UK's law enforcement out there, they they work with the predator hunters. They work with you know a lot of the guys out there that are, you know, doing exactly what we or I should say we're doing exactly what they do. But these cops over over here, nobody. It, it's just crazy because nobody's working with us. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Got to be yeah. Nuts. The UK, we see you guys got. Law enforcement backing like crazy. It's great. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, they do. And then it's, it's like crazy. Pe- pe- people are very passionate over there. So that like when, when like a pedophile has been in prison and they, they are released, they're obviously on the sex offenders register and that is public for everyone. Oh, so yeah. so the, the neighborhood yeah. that they live in, they're aware of what that person has oh, been inside for yeah. and they'll fucking beat yeah, the shit out of them. So even though they get oh, out of prison, yeah. they're actually safer a lot of the time staying in prison because the, the public will not stand for it. And that's it's the truth. Crazy yeah, the amount of people. Yeah. Oh yeah, when you look it up. <laughs> yeah. When you look up the child predator and you, and you, you actually uh, criminalwatchdog.com. I, I represented them for quite some time. Criminalwatchdog.com. Uh, you could actually type your address in, and it'll scatter nothing but the amount of child predators that live in your area 
and it's sickening. It is scary. It is sad. And it's, it's demonic how many little red dots pop up. And it's like, wow. And now these are guys, these are child predators that, number one, when they get arrested, if they have a record and they're registered, they're not supposed to celebrate Halloween. They're not supposed to be on the Internet. But the thing is, there's these police out here aren't monitoring that shit. They don't even monitor them on Halloween. On Halloween, they should have a cop posted up. There should be a big sign in their driveway that says, I am here lives a child predator. Come and get candy if you want to, but you probably won't leave. You know what I mean? They got to have some kind of public out call to show these guys are predators because, you know, it, it, it sucks. I mean, they're they're everywhere. They really are. It's it's horrible, you know. So I had to take a little hiatus from it. I took a little break and and I'm, I'm getting heavily back into the comedy. Don't get me wrong. Every now and then I'm going to smash the child predator and, and do my thing. But there's a lot of teams out there that are doing it yeah, the same way I was doing it. But they're now just they're doing it relentlessly, which is great. They're doing it and just exposing them. You know, one guy, I believe, uh, got loud and got into a fight with one of them the other day. So, I mean, really, in, in essence, some of the movement went to shit and a lot of it still prospered. And I kind of just backed out in the time where it's like, okay, man, I could tip my hat and say, hey, you know, great job, guys, all the way around, everybody. You know what I mean? Well, I, I, as a father, I actually, one of the things I wanted to do tonight was thank you uh, for, for all that you've done. Because obviously I've been studying you now for the past few days since we arranged this, like hardcore studying you. Hell yeah, And I've man. watched everything on, on, on uh, YouTube, from the Dr. Phil nice. thing you did to a couple of other uh, live TV appearances that you did as well. And you've, nice, you've literally, man. like, you've brought light to such, a, such a, a problem that a lot of people didn't even know about, so... You know, I just want to say thank you as a yeah. father for everything that you do. Because you like, you've, yeah, you even though even you, though the police don't get involved, you have you have definitely will have scared some of these these uh, sickos oh, into yeah. into re- rethinking yeah. the, the the sick and perverted things that they're doing. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. Hey man, thank you. That means the world yeah. to me, and that's what I do it for. You know, thank both of you guys. Like for real. You know, uh, it, it's it's such a touchy subject because. There's so many teams now. I think I counted 38 teams nationwide that have branched off of, you know, once I started doing the Ultimate Decoy, every one of these teams started blossoming. I'm not saying by any means, hey, I started this team and I started that team. No, they did it themselves. But it's good to know that I was the inspiration for a lot of these teams to get started and do things their own way. And and a lot of them have changed it their own way and now they're getting massive amounts of arrests and, you know, news and media. And it's only in certain states. So it's kind of like the... uh, you know, uh, 18 to party, 21 to drink. Yeah, you're 18. All you can do is smoke cigarettes. But once you turn 21 and you can party, well, now it's like each and every single one of these dance. Oh, hold on, man. I, wow. I just got, holy, excuse my language. Holy shit. I just had a pickup truck come barreling straight at me. And, and I don't know if you heard that, but screech off to the right at a gas station. And almost smack right into me. Yeah, wow, karma's coming for me tonight. You ever seen Final Destination? Oh, oh yeah. I might actually add it. I might actually add a sound effect in at that. If we can't hear it in the recording, I might add the sound effect in just just for effect. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, man, I'm sorry. That made me forget what I was even talking about. I think I was saying a hail mary, right? <laughs> I just want to ask you a question um, about your yeah. go back to your voices if you don't mind. Um, yeah, because you're so good at voices, and I just wondered if you could pick anyone to narrate a movie of your life, who would it be? 
Man, that's a good question. Wow. Wait a second, man. That's the first good question I've heard any radio jerk ask me in, you know, in, in the whole time. I've, oh, wow, I like that. I'm not going to answer it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, no, I'm just kidding. You know, I would probably say, gosh, can I have more than one answer? You can. You can. Go on. I'll let you have two. I think, I think, number, I think first and foremost, well, you know, it's kind of crazy. But I like Christopher Walken. He tells a story that he doesn't, you know. I like Christopher Walken, but I think if somebody were to tell my story in a lifeline, oh man, we got it. We got to give it to to uh, either Ray Liotta or Joe Pesci. Yes, I say Joe Ray Pesci. Liotta. You're gonna say Joe Pesci? <laughs> yeah, you know what you sound? Hey, he's he's a big boy. He knows what he said. He's funny how. Funny like a clown. I'm here to amuse you. I'm here to make you laugh. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know. And then you got, and then you got Ray Liotta from uh, what was it, Goodfellas or Donnie? He did. All my life, I wanted to be a gangster. <laughs> you know. And then he's like, Karen, what did you do, Karen? Where's the shit? I can't believe you flushed it. That's all we had, Karen. What you do it for? What do you want me to do? They were coming in. What do you want me to do? No, Karen. <laughs> so you sound very like line. yeah. You sound like Joe Pesci to me. <laughs> <laughs> you really do. Yeah, that's cool. It's hey, the Jersey thing, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> oh, we got a little SpongeBob action. Hi, Patrick. Ah, oh, Patrick, look. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> oh God! I that was going to be my next thing. What impressions can you do? But you, you, you already doing them, them. Yeah. What's your favorite well, to do? I I just like my generic female voice. I mean, I could really do favorite. like originals, like my own made up characters. Like I mean, I could do any age, any age female. Like all right, here for example, let's start. Uh, <clears throat> here's a twenty one or twenty five year old female. <clears throat> Hi, it's Jennifer Adelia. How are you? Nice to meet you. <laughs> Let's drop Jennifer Adelia down to like 21. Hey, what's up? How are you? And then we'll drop Jennifer Adelia down to like 14. <laughs> oh my God, it's like so lit. Like, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? <laughs> All right, cool. Then we can drop her down to like six months. <laughs> hey, and then we can always take her back up to 75 years old, bring her old, uh, old ass out here. Hello, dear. How are you? My name is Jennifer, but I've been known to be called Abigail Cranston, 74-year-old internet or. <laughs> I mean, you know, is that inspired by Mrs. Doubtfire, by any chance? <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire, I love it. I love it. Yes, my pretty, let me tell you a story. My name is Mrs. Virginia M. Doubtfire, my dear. <laughs> I, I love Robin Williams. I love Robin Williams. Oh when man, he, he was such a when legend. When he died, that was man. I lost a piece of me. I really did. Like you know, he's one of the greats. He is the greatest, in my opinion. He's yeah. by far, you know, he uh, Robin Williams. You know, Jim Carrey. Uh, you know, there's so many guys, but Robin Williams was natural, like me. Like I am naturally. All of my characters, I do these off air. I don't do these just during the show. I'm walking around and I'm doing this stuff. I do prank calls in my car by myself and don't even record them. I do them for my own fun. It's my life. It's really who I am as a personality. And that's what Robin Williams was. But a lot of, a lot of people don't realize, <clears throat> you know, the, the, us comedians, 
we, we, we really, a lot of us are, 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 we suffer with what's called the sad clown, uh, uh, you know, syndrome, sad clown syndrome is, and I, and I fight with it on a daily basis. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I'm in recovery. Um, I was addicted to drugs for the longest time, you know, depression, the whole nine yards. And, and we use our comedy as a way to escape the sadness and the, and the depression that really constricts our lives. Because, you know, as people all in general, we all suffer the same emotions, the same fears, the same pains and, you know, hurt, fear, love, hate, anger, all of that. It's just how we deal with it as a whole, you know, and as we deal with it, how we deal with it as a whole. What's happening? Yeah. Thank you, brother. Uh, just 10 regular. I'm sorry, man. No, 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 no. I was talking to that. Thank you, bro. Um, I'm at the gas station over here, man. God, I got this guy. He just asked me three times, do I want gas? Now, this prick. Get out of here. Shut up, Get the fuck out of here. I told you don't give me no gas, you prick. Kiss my ass. Hold on. Oh, but not right now. Thank you, sir. You know? Hey, 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 see, hey, put him in the bathroom. Put him in the bathroom. <laughs> you know, it's a great line from the Bronx Tale. Good friend of mine, uh, Joseph D'Onofrio, man. Uh, I was in, uh, God, he's a good fella. He's in all kinds of different movies. Yeah, what was I talking about? When I lose track of what I was talking about, I usually <laughs> just start talking about friends. So, uh, yeah, so I was hanging out with this guy, but what the fuck was I saying? No, sad clown <laughs> syndrome. It, it's it's really, a, 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 it's hard, man. You know, I deal with it on a daily basis. Like, you'll hear me laughing and joking all day long. Just as much as I'm laughing and joking all day long, I'll be the first to tell you guys, and I don't admit this on air, and, you know, I might as well now, but there's certain nights, man, where, I mean, out of the blue, and I'm talking out of the blue, Gav, I'm I'm in my room, and it's just, it hits me like a ton of bricks, and I just start bawling, man, and, and it's like all of these, these fears and angers and problems that I've been hiding and shoving away behind punchlines and impressions and prank calls and jokes, you know, it all comes out, man, and it's like, Without a good therapist, a guy like me is is dead. And it's a God's honest truth, man. I got I see I see a therapist, and I think honestly, if I didn't have a therapist, I don't think I'd be here, man. And that's just you know, as a comedian with sad clown syndrome, and that's what it is. And I'm kind of giving it the diagnosis myself as a comedian, not a doctor. But that's what Robin Williams had, man. <clears throat> Robin oh, yeah, Williams sure. had so many problems and fears and and upsetments, and they, there's a big article on it. I mean, he had depression beyond belief and nobody ever knew nobody knew just like uh uh the lead singer of lincoln park same thing man you know he's a loving guy fun writing songs performing music fans the whole nine yards but when we're alone and, and i don't mean to single myself out like we like i'm gonna go commit suicide tonight or anything don't get the wrong idea <laughs> you know um we single you know i single myself out like man there's only so much I could take before it's like God, man. You know, at least twice, three times a week, man. I'm I'm in my pillow. I really am, and it's like I I can't bottle it up. I've learned that it's a lot of PTSD. When I went to rehab, you know, I really, really fat, and I and I have pretty much the same therapist, um, you know, from rehab. Uh, big shout out to Recovery Unplugged, by the way, the most amazing uh, rehabilitation center in the United States. They, uh, they saved my life. And Tina, the therapist uh, there, was amazing, and she still is amazing. But it, it's like you have to identify these emotions. I didn't know how to identify what my problems were when I was, you know, going to rehab. I mean, for the longest time, I was taking pills and not knowing why the hell I'm taking them. And then this therapist, she brought it out of me, man. There's so many different PTSDs, post-traumatic syndrome, you know, traumas in your life. You know, you go through certain things in life that will will tear you apart if you don't 
grab a hold of it, identify it, and get rid of it. And it's like now, on a daily basis, I'm able to say, hey, wait a minute, Shane. You know, you're feeling like crap today because you just got mad. You know, why did you get mad? Okay, well, how, what's going to make you not mad anymore? And I, I literally reach out to people now. You know, my comedy is 10 times better now that I'm sober. Um, I don't stop talking unless somebody tells me to, as you can tell. <laughs> no, but you must be, you must be really proud of yourself, though. To get back on track. Yeah, you must be proud of yourself, man. You know what? It, it's, 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 it isn't even pride. It's like still surprise and shock. Like, wow, man, you know, don't get me wrong. I don't have shit. I had the world by the balls when I was high. I really did. I had Mark Wahlberg in my pocket. Mark Wahlberg was going to give me a TV deal with his company, uh, Unrealistic Media, with Archie Gibbs. I screwed that all up being high on narcotics. But I had the world by the balls. When I was high as a kite, I had anything I wanted because I stole it or I conned it or I didn't give a damn how I got it. You know what I mean? When I was on drugs, yeah. I had the world by the balls because nothing really mattered when it came to rules. I could break every rule in the book and nobody's going to do nothing because I'm not going to get caught because I'm too slick and I'm too keen and cunning and sneaky and sly and smart, right? Wrong. Every single time I took these drugs and every single time that I thought I was above the law, my body was killing itself. It was suicide while, while alive. I committed suicide 500 times over every time I put a pill in my mouth, not literally, but figuratively speaking. The person inside Shane Coyle that you're talking to right now, who's clean, clear, smart, funny, and, and cunning, honestly, is somebody that was hidden, tucked away in between a dollar bill or a straw, chopped up into powder, and I had to snort myself just to come alive. And it was like, yo, that wasn't life. So, and I, it sounds and, like you're doing again, all the right sorry. things to be in a better place I, than what you were. I am. I am. And, and, and I can honestly say that I'm not breaking the law anymore. I'm not getting high, which is the best feeling in the world. You know, I never get tired of saying I'm in recovery. At first, I was embarrassed as shit. When my brother, man, my brothers and my family dropped me off at rehab, I was so mad at them. I hated them for it. I was so pissed off. I didn't want anything to do with them. I was mad at myself. Every time I, you know, I had to speak in one of these groups in rehab and recovery unplugged, it was like, God, I'm embarrassed. Yeah, I'm a fucking addict. Yeah, I'm an addict. You would go to the next person. I was the opposite way I am now. Like in rehab, I took this shit seriously. So you know what? The guy in the back of the room sitting in the corner with his hood over his head, that was me. I was listening. I really was listening, but I was too afraid to interact because I didn't want the bullshit that I was so used to doing to people to shine through. I didn't want to come in there and bullshit my way through rehab. I really wanted to get everything there was to get out of it. I wanted to get all of the recovery, not just some. I didn't want to just stop taking Adderall. I wanted to stop taking pills in general. I didn't want to just come in and come out a clean-looking person. I wanted to come out like fucking Superman. I wanted to come out a daddy, and that's what I did. You know, I, I went in a father, and I came out a daddy, and it was the best feeling in the world, and it still is, you know. Oh yeah, nobody sure. can challenge it. <laughs> so, you know. I I first discovered you when you were you were batting for for um, Aaron Carter. Basically, you were like obviously standing up for him and trying to help the guy. And we all know what happened there. He basically took, yeah. you, for, took you for granted and stabbed you in the back. Like, do you feel yeah, that? Man, I, I know that you suggested at one point that he he go into rehab. Do you still think that that he should do that, or do you think he's a lost cause? I. I'll tell you what, and it's a, it's a real touchy subject with a lot of people because 
before I knew he was a child predator, and, and I will say this for the record, he's a scumbag, and I got to say it. I got to say it again, he's a scumbag, because number one, not only did he spit in my face, he spit in the face of all of his fans. Every one of his fans that had paid to see him, he's been a danger to those little girls because of the, the, the proof and the evidence that's out there that I posted on Twitter and everything like that. Aaron Carter, I will tell you right now, fooled me. And I'm very, very, very difficult to fool. You can't get over on me too fucking easy. It's really, really hard. Well, this guy had me protecting him. I went against every one of his haters and enemies and, and, and literally just fucking stuck up for him like as, as if he was, uh, you know, a, a god and I was just his bodyguard. And make a long story short, wait, let me tell this other gas station guy no. Hold on. <laughs> hey, Bobby, I'm not going to get close, man. I'm just making a phone call, so I'm not going. How you doing, man? Oh, all right, I'm going to put it over there. <laughs> you getting told hey, off for smoking your you? vape. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, you tell me to park my car right here? Get the fuck out of here. No. <laughs> no. Hey, who? You said I'm bringing heat on you? You fucking You going to tell me to move my car one more time and you're fucking dead. <laughs> no. No. But Aaron Carter, let me, let me tell you, Aaron Carter's got more evidence against him than than fucking uh, Sandusky or, or, you know, I mean, he really does. He's He's got all the text messages against him. He's got all the fucking everything that he has done just wide in the open and people are still following him. I could not stand for that. This guy, you know, was putting me on cloud nine, all of his followers. And I was, I was going against all his haters for him. I was hunting them down and searching for him and, and getting them off his back. I went against a good, a guy that I like to call a friend now, Ganville, which is uh Ganville.tv on Twitter, uh, on YouTube. Check him out. Very good dude. He's the one that originally exposed Aaron Carter's text messages. I went against Ganville you know, hardcore telling him he's a punk and he's going to get it. I mean, I created a lot of ruckus for this prick. And then these text messages turn out to be real. Him sending pictures of his freaking brajol to little girls and him sending this picture. I mean, it was horrible. So as far as your question goes, do I think he still should go to rehab? I think he definitely belongs to, to live in a fucking rehab. The guy's still huffing duster cans. He tells people, no, he's not. He's already outward and openly admitted to me every now and then when I do a T-shirt. That's my, he said, that's my, my, uh, what is it, my sanctuary. That's where nobody ever sees me do it. I do one can a week, if that. And I'm thinking in my head, you stupid fuck. I mean, I'm an ex-drug addict and I'll always be an addict. But I mean, I wasn't going to Walmart and picking up the $2.99 computer duster cleaners and huffing it until the inside of my fucking chest looked like an IBM fucking MacBook pristine clean computer. <laughs> I mean, you're huffing chemicals, dude. Like, at yeah. least go smoke a joint. Snort some coke, you fucking idiot. You smoke, you're smoking on a duster can. I mean, all honesty, he was a fucking idiot. And the fact that he's a child predator makes me say I don't care if he gets help or not because there's no help for a child predator. My um, And let me explain that to you because a lot of people will give me shit and they'll give you shit for it. Um, child predators, you know, people like, oh, well, they, they deserve help too. No, they don't deserve help. We as parents deserve them off of the streets. Now, am I going to say like a fucking idiot that doesn't have a brain? Oh, they should all be dead and killed. And I mean, it's not ever going to happen. Nobody's ever going to wipe the child predators out. There's not going to be a purge where police say, yeah, kill them. 
So what needs to happen is they need to get the proper facilities to take them in and give them the treatment, not the help. I don't consider medical attention to a child predator to stop him from lurking on children help. I consider that treatment that is much needed. And it's treatment that it's already proven. If a child predator, now check these statistics out. If a child predator goes to prison for lewd and lascivious on a minor, he goes to prison and he does his six months, which is usually the only amount of time that these scumbags give them. He does his six months in prison or a year in prison even. He gets out. He's going to go back to it. 87% recidivism rate of these child predators. 87% of them reoffend. So he's going to go ahead and lurk on another child. Now this time he's just going to be more careful. He's not going to do the things that he did last time. He's going to find new ways to get at our children. Now if that same child predator gets caught again, he goes to prison again, he's going to get out and do it again and again and again. And it just continues to, to repeat. The rate of reoffending is 87% of child predators. Criminals, too, just felons, basically. Now, if you give that child predator the treatment and the counseling and all of that stuff that is needed while he's in prison, if these prison systems, and a lot of them have it, the Jerry Rice program, there's our Jimmy Rice program, there's a lot of different programs. If you get these scumbags in there and they get the proper treatment, the doctors and all of that stuff, the recidivism rate, it drops down by 50%. It goes from 87% to even 50%. So no longer is the possibility. I mean, there's still always going to be a possibility of that scumbag child predator reoffending. But if he gets the treatment that, that, that we should have in all prison systems, the doctors and the different counseling and stuff like that, then his chances of reoffending, they lessen greatly. And that's what needs to happen all across the United States, the UK, everywhere. These bastards need to automatically render themselves into medical facility treatment. It's not help. It's help for us as parents. It's yeah. treatment for them. And if that totally happens, agree. then the chance of them reoffending are a lot less. Yeah, I totally agree. What I don't <laughs> understand with Aaron Carter is, it, like, we know that he's done these things and he's sent these text messages and stuff and he is a child predator. Why has nothing being done? It's so frustrating. I don't understand. He's in the public eye, but yet nothing is being yeah, done here's, about it. Here's the story with that now. His victim, and he has several victims, and some of them come out and some of them don't. Some of them that come out are not real victims and they bullshit and they lie. He is a celebrity. So you're going to get the ones that say they're his baby. They have his baby and they're pregnant with him and all of this and that. But then his one victim that the text messages came from, she must have been paid off or something because she now refuses to talk to police about it. Uh. She's not going to not. So it's like now here's something that happened, you know, six, seven, ten years ago or seven years ago. Aaron Carter's in the limelight with these text messages but nobody does anything because the girl doesn't want to come forward and, you know, have her involved in that any, any more than it already is. And it's like this scumbag has done it to more than one. He's done it to several. Um, when I say he's done it to several, uh, I personally have talked to several victims and their stories all add up to the same frequency as the first one. You know, now I've talked to several that are not as victim that act like they're, you know, victims in there and i tell them they're bullshit because it's just it it's horrible because he's a celebrity it really stems down to that too because he's a celebrity these kids that he's done this to they idolize him 
They idolize his every move. They love his music. They want to be Aaron Carter's favorite girl. So they don't call the police. They're afraid that their idol is not going to like them anymore. And then this scumbag plays up on that. I've seen actual messages from him sending to other girls. Oh, well, you better not tell anybody that, you know, I'm talking to you. If you do tell anybody, I'll announce your name on a mic. I mean, really scares the shit out of these kids. So it's like this guy, Aaron Carter, he calls himself the Joker. He's not the Joker. He's a joke. You know, there's nothing good about this scumbag, man. There isn't. He's a piece of shit, you know. And and I've made it a vow, and I'm not done with him yet. I am not done with him yet. Take heed, man, to my warning. Uh, he's got a lot more coming. I've got over 200 recorded phone calls with him that he knew I was recording on, which make it automatically legal for me to air them. So I'm going to be chopping them up and putting them out there pretty soon, like for sure. You know, it'll, it'll showcase everything on this scumbag from him being a racist to him being a child predator. I mean, it's really, really freaking insane. He's a piece yeah, of well, shit. He's only got himself to blame, so. Exactly. Exactly, man. So you know, getting Damn, getting, my voice gets going. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, getting back onto the comedy, I've got to ask a question here yeah. now. So can you explain, I already okay. know the answer to this, but can you explain to our listeners what happened when you, I can't even believe I'm saying this, when you prank called the White House? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that one? Oh, man. That was crazy. Wow, this one was, yeah, this one was absolutely one of the stupidest things I've ever done. One of the most risky things I've ever done. But it was, you know what? It was, uh, I'm glad I did it. I am. Would I do it again? No fucking way in hell. No way. <laughs> well, that's a relief. To, that's a that's a relief to, to Kelly because earlier on I, yeah, I said yeah. I was going to bring this up, and she goes, "If he calls the White House, I'm hanging up." And I was like, "He's not going to call the White House. He regrets it now." And she's like, "No, I'm telling oh, you, I can't we, stay on if he calls." <laughs> oh, we already got we already got him on three ways. Hey, Bush, do me a favor. Get on the phone, you prick. Hey, Bush. Go back when I get it. When I prank called these guys, I started out, I'm like, you know what? I was live on, uh, live on, I think it was B98.5 in Jersey. I was, no, it was 96K Rock. I was on, yeah, wait, let me try and think. Yeah, 96K Rock. Yeah, it was that station. Okay, cool. I had to remember the liners. Um, I said to these guys, I said, you know what? Let's call 411 and see if you can get the number to the, to the White House. That's back when you had 411 as your directory assistants and people didn't use cell phones and, you know, to look up phone numbers. It was just like, you know, 411. They gave me the number to the United States White House. I said, holy <laughs> shit. And I got the number to the White House. Now, where does this lead me to? Am I going to talk to Clinton? And it was Clinton in office. Hello, United States White House. This is Rebecca speaking. How can I help you? She said, yeah, do me a favor. She goes, excuse me? Do me a favor. Put Clinton on the phone. So you're not going to really get the president on the phone if you call this line. It's not for that. It's for educational purposes, blah, 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 blah. And she starts going. I said, so you're telling me right now you're not going to – hold on. You're not going to put Clinton on, huh? I want to get this straight. She goes, no, sir, we're not going to put Clinton on. There is an email address. Hey, hush your mouth and listen to me. <laughs> if you don't put Clinton on right now – she goes, excuse me? If you don't put Clinton on right now, he's going to have a problem. And I said it real low, real terrorist-like. She goes, excuse me, sir. Did, what did you just say? I said, I'm telling you, this thing's going to explode right in his face. Put him on the phone. 
did you just make a bomb threat to our president? I said, no, matey, what are you talking about? I got a business proposal, and I don't want it to blow up before he invests. It's going to blow up right in his face, and if he doesn't invest money into it, he's going he's gonna to lose a lot of money. What are you talking about, you sicko? Am I threatening the president? Oh, my God, sir, sorry you scared me. You said it was going to blow up in his face. I said, yeah, I'm talking about the business deal. She goes, okay, well, sir, we don't let you talk to the president of the United States using this line. I said, yeah, do me a favor, hush your mouth. Excuse me, sir? I said, he's going to get hurt. His family's going to be hurt. His kids are going to be hurt if I don't talk to him. Sir, you just made a direct threat to the president of the United States of America. No, what are you talking about, lady? Here you go, you stunard. No, sweetheart. If he doesn't take this business proposal, he's going to lose all the money that I say he's going to make and his family will hurt. He'll get struck with poverty. What are you talking about? He's going to be hurt. God, were you some kind of sick terrorist lady? Oh, my God, sir, you're, you're using a lot of terrorist innuendo. Uh, you know what, ladies? <laughs> make a long story short. <laughs> it turned out every kind of terrorist innuendo I could use, I used uh, all up to the point to where now I'm hearing, uh, sir, state your name. And I'm like, oh, who's it? <laughs> That's right. Your call's being traced. Sir, we have a choice. And I'm like, wow, click. Now I got everybody at the radio station because I did it live on air. Everybody at the radio station is looking at me. They're coming and they're like, bro, you better leave. And, and now I'm scared shit. The phone's ringing back. All of the computers are ringing. Everything's, I mean, it's like people are calling up. They're asking who the guy on the radio is and, you know, to keep him there. Like almost like an old mob movie, but it's the FBI. Keep him here. You keep that son of a bitch there. Man, I skedaddle, okay? And I never use that <laughs> word, but I skedaddle <laughs> out of the radio station, <laughs> okay? Now, here's the guy that just pranked the United States White House driving a Nissan Sentra, hauling ass home. And I'm thinking I'm going to look up in the air and I'm going to see choppers, you know, still driving up to above me. I'm like Ray Liotta and Goodfellas driving. You see, there they are, Karen. They're following me around all day. I get to the house. I hear my program director's messages. Beep, you have one new message. Shane, you got to get down here. They're calling. We got to tell them it was you. And I'm thinking, you fucking snitches. You want to rat on me? You know, uh, about three days, three days go by. The radio station calls me in there. They're like, uh, Shane, there's some people here that need to see you, and they want you to bring in the air check. Now, mind you, that's back when they only had, like, one way to record the fucking, the, the, you know, the radio station would record literally on a DAT recorder. They weren't recording any other way other than that. And it was like, holy shit, what do you mean they want me to bring the air check in? They want to bring me threatening the fucking president of the United States? Okay. Fuck. I bring it in. Now, here's the FBI, here's the Secret Service, all of these people in suits. I don't know if they're really Secret Service, but there's some people in suits. They're fucking, I get fired from the radio station. It makes headlines all over. I got to find that call because I do have it. And buy anything, man, I should really find that and start playing that. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> and I did again, I'd probably get in a lot of shit. I'd probably get in a lot of trouble. They wanted the call. Um, I did not give it to them. I gave them the air check without the call, but however... They got a copy of it. I mean, everything is recorded. They're, they're not stupid. And it turned out to be the worst, but the best prank call I've ever done in my life. Yet I've never pranked the government office again after that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame you. <laughs> so you guys want to call the White House? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was her idea. <laughs> Honestly, no, man. So, hey, she told so, us to do it. The chick over here, she told us. 
It's honestly your prank phone calls are amazing. Like my favourite ones are when you call a Denny's and you and you do the uh, the Jennifer Adelia and, and the Chaz Ingleson. Those are the best ones. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, it's Chad Ingleson. Uh, number one, I'm a, I'm a corporate executive. Corporate executive. You know what that is? Uh, good. Set of one. Uh, yeah, man. Let me tell you. Hey, have you seen? Did you see the live on location one I did? The one where I had the guy, one of my followers. He's inside Denny's with his phone, and I pull him up on my live, and he's pointing the phone at the Denny's person as I'm prank calling the lady. Oh, God, it's priceless. No, I, I didn't see that one. That. Yeah. Oh, man, I can I convinced the Denny's lady that I was the corporate exec, and I made this uh, I made this Denny's lady pull down their, their display. They had a big, like, cartoon character walking pancake. I made her take that walking it around to customers and asking them if they want to kiss the sausage and get a free iced tea. I mean, I had all Let me tell you, I swear to you, as soon as I hang up with you, I'm sending you the link. You will fucking fall in love with this call. This call is by far one of my best fucking calls I've ever fucking done. <laughs> ever. So I good, man. I would love to come out there, though, man. I'm dead serious. I'll come out any time. You guys say the word. I'll, I don't know if I could skip the border as a felon or what, but I'll, I'll come there. <laughs> You'll try. <laughs> you know, I'll get through that fucking border. Pack me up in a suitcase the same way we pack up all the cocaine when we drive it over that border anyway. <laughs> God, well, we do, I we feel do. like I gotta say just kidding after everything. We do uh, pub crawls every year, and we, it's normally in Halifax, Nova Scotia. So maybe you can come down for one of our pub crawls one day. We literally just go around all Man. the bars and hang out and with our listeners and stuff. It's great. Hell yeah, that would be badass, man. For real, you say the word, and I'm dead serious. I'd love to hang out with you guys. Now we gotta drag her all the way from the UK, right? <laughs> oh, she she comes over every year. She's she's here more than she's oh, not. Oh, there you so. go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll make sure that we, make sure you come there when I'm there. We'll prank call a three way call to the United States uh, Washington House. <laughs> it was her idea. It was her idea. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. Uh, no, you guys are great. I'm really, honestly, that. I'm loving you guys, man. Let's let's definitely whenever you guys put this up and. You know, let me know because I'll share the shit out of it, man. I'm going to get active heavily back in my social media, man. You know, I'm going to start. Uh, I got all of my videos. A while back, I lost all of my child predator hunting videos. They all went. Somebody uh. took them off. They hacked my page and they held all my videos hostage. Well, make a long story short, just as of yesterday, I just got all of my child predator hunting videos back to me, handed to me like a gift package. It was great, man. It was freaking great. Because I lost, you know, over 170 child predator bust videos that I've done. And they were never to be seen again. They were off the internet. Nobody had them. And now I got the uh, the mega Dropbox uh, with every single one of them in it, man. The guy that uh, the guy that was responsible. Well, let's just say he, uh, he fucking changed his mind, decided to give them back, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, he's a good awesome. dude, though. He really did gave them all back, you know. So, I'm going to yeah, start well, you will always... You'll always have a uh, you know a home on this podcast if ever you want to come on and shoot the shit with us because I know Todd who's our other host he's really bummed that he didn't get to talk to you tonight he was going to and then Man, something came up and he wasn't able give, to so bro you give him my cell phone number you tell him any time he wants to call me while you guys are on the air. Uh, you just know I'll take your call at all times, man. Just shoot me a text that it's you calling. Because I get a lot of non, no uh, no caller ID calls, and I hardly ever answer them. You know the IRS, the bill collectors, all that stuff. They uh, <laughs> they hate me. Imagine a prank. Uh, 
a prank caller receiving a bill collector call that he doesn't want to pay. You can imagine what kind of fun I have with those calls. <laughs> well, no, it's 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 going to happen because uh, like I w- I'd love to call you one time and get you to do a prank. So that that is going definitely going to happen Hell one day. Hell yeah, man! Let's do it. When are you guys on next? Now, how how many do you guys do do a show every night or once a week or how's it go? It's normally every two weeks we, we do a show. Every two weeks, man. Well, let's plan on definitely doing some pranks on the next show you guys want to do. Or if you guys want, man, call me off air. We'll record a couple, and you guys can throw them up there on the show whenever you want. I'm That'll down, man. Anytime you guys want. for You guys are definitely maybe we can uh, five now. Maybe we can put out... Oh, that's awesome, man. Thank you. Maybe we can put out to our listeners, like, if they want anybody pranked, we can, we can get a little bit of information and a phone yeah, number. Yeah, that's, can... that's the best thing to do. Listen, let's tell your listeners right now. If you guys want a prank call, custom done, okay, by us, by Gavin, myself, and all of us on the show, you go ahead and you just write into the show. Make sure you share the podcast first. If you want me to do a prank call and you don't share this podcast, you could go fuck yourself because it's not going to happen. <laughs> right? But now if you share this podcast and you tell us, hey, I shared the podcast, now do my prank call. Man, we'll, me and Gavin and everybody, we'll take a look at the uh, the request and we'll pick out the best ones we think we could do and uh, we'll prank the shit out of your people live on the show. It'll be great. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, that'll be amazing. So we're, we're coming up to the end of the show now, but what if people want to find you on social media, where can they go to do so? Absolutely, man. Um, I'm I'm on Instagram, which is uh, prank, at prank call mafia Shane. I have a new page. There's not a lot of content up on it, but that's where I'm going to be posting all my child predator busts on. It's called Child Safety Soldiers. Um, and then, of course, you have my uh, cream of the crop, my prank calls. Uh, you can find all of those on Shane Coyle's Prank Call Mafia on Facebook. So Child Safety Soldiers on Facebook, Shane Coyle's Prank Call Mafia on Facebook, and Instagram, it's Prank Call Mafia Shane. And then I've got Twitter, you know, same thing, Prank Call Mafia on Twitter and all that stuff, too. Um, you know, it's it's cool, man. I, and I'm getting heavily back active into my, my social media again. I had to take a hiatus. Um, getting hit by a child predator in his car full speed kind of knocked a, a lot of sense into me. And it should have knocked my brains out of me, but luckily it didn't. And, uh, you know, I'm really taking a back seat as far as the exposure ends go. But I'm taking a front seat and raising the awareness. Um, one of my best friends has a page called that I'm actually now one of the head admins on. It's called An App a Day Keeps the Sickos Away. And what she does is teaches the online applications and the parents how these sick bastards are luring and going after your children. So it's an app a day keeps the ch- <clears throat> excuse me an app a day keeps the sickos away, and that's on uh, Facebook as well. And a uh, big shout out to Brandy Powers and uh, Marnie and the girls over there running that page. And then there's another page that I'm also the head of, and it's called The Ultimate Dirty. And uh, Angela Garcia and Lori Fuller and uh, a bunch of people run that one as long as as well as myself uh, heading that page, too. But those are the pages that are really, really inspirational. Uh, the Ultimate Dirty is just a lot of child predator hunting videos com- conglomerated uh, together, and they just have one a day. But an app a day keeps the sickos away. That's like the uh, best page educational right now out there going. So check that out. Awesome. So there's plenty of places to find you and uh, everything that you're doing. So that's awesome. Absolutely. Or just check your local <coughs> listings. I might be arrested just looking at the fucking uh, the bond paper and you know, see your local <laughs> arrest. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, never again. Never again. 
Never. Well, Shane, thank you very much, man, for giving us your time. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Hell oh, yeah, yeah man. Absolutely, fun. guys. Bro, thank you both so much for real. Um, it's a shame that, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Craig. I'm going to call him Craig. Craig and Todd. Craig. Craig and Todd. Yeah, Craig. Okay. It's a shame that they're not here, fucking bastards. Like, you know, real, real, real pieces of shit that come on to say hello and they don't even show up. Figures. No. <laughs> Tell them I said to piss off. No, I'm just kidding, man. Tell them I said I, I look forward to talking to them in the future. And uh, you guys, you made a good friend, and I made several good friends with being this, on this podcast. Uh, many shows to come. Let's have a great future, guys, for real. Thanks, man. Uh, thanks, Shane. Thank you, guys. You guys. Take, take care. Hey, what's going on? This is Bubble from Trailer Park Boys, and you're listening to Majors Mass Hall. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so there we go. There was our interview there with Shane. I just want to say thank you very much again to Shane. Uh, so, as you just heard then, such a funny guy. Like, uh, like I, you know, like when you've laughed and you've been smiling for so long, I actually had, like, pain in my face from just smiling constantly because the guy's just fucking... He, he's like a parrot on amphetamine. You know what I mean? He just fucking goes. He doesn't stop. Right. So He's a high-energy fella, for sure. Yeah, and, and, and as you heard there as well, like, he's willing to... He's going to come back on the show at some point. We can call him any time, he said. So this is another thing. We don't even have to really arrange it with him. We can just... I still, I still will. But we could just call him now and he'd come on. Um, but one in a, few, a future show that's coming up, we are going to call him and he's going to do a prank phone call. And what, as you heard him say then, what he wants is, and what we want, is for you guys, if there's anybody that you want us to prank, and I say us, me and Shane, because we ain't going to fucking speak, I want you to send us a DM on... Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Send us a message, even an email. Um, you can go to majorsmessal.com and send us a message that way as well. Uh, give us some details. Give us the person's name, their phone number, and some back information about them. And we will then give that information to Shane, and Shane will do the prank call live on our podcast, and then you'll hear it when it goes up. So if anybody wants anyone prank call, and seriously, like, he's going to do it. Like, And that, that goes for you guys as well. If, like, you know, if one of you two have got any... Anybody that you want pranking, let's fucking get it done. It'll just be so funny. Like, there's a couple of people I think we could get pranked. Like, well, I'm not going to say it. Well, uh, I don't know. Because the thing is, that it, okay, I'm just going to say it because we can't really get away with pranking him because he will have heard this whole setup and he'll just expect it. But Mike B would have been really funny to prank. <laughs> if you get somebody to just call him up and, like, you know what I mean, like prank him. So, um, yeah, yeah, but let us know if you if you can think of anything. But... Anyway, um, Todd, what did you think? Because I know you've li- you list- did listen to a lot of his stuff in preparation for the interview, yes. which obviously you didn't do. What did you think? What do you think of Shane? Oh, geez, I thought the guy was phenomenal. Like the first the first clip I listened to was basically how him telling the story of how he got started, skipping school and then having uh, the conversation with the principal, and then the principal was going to call his mother, so he was shitting his his pants because he was going to get in trouble with his mother so he rushed home and and intercepted the phone call and talked to the the principal as both himself and his mother and that's how he discovered he could do this talent and that from that on just listening to him go and the the other clips that i heard like you say he's just a high energy guy and the fact that he has no script just basically calls people up and then just goes with whatever whatever they say he he you know is so creative they can pull it out of his ass 
just phenomenal. The guy's a true talent. It just blows my mind that he's that quick. Yeah, he is. He's so fun. He did one. One of my favorite ones is he's not so much doing much of a voice in this one, but he calls like a a woman that's selling a car. I don't know if did I, did you listen to that one? It's so funny. I don't think so. Okay, well he calls up and he's like, um, it's all sexual innuendo. So he's like, how many miles are on you? How many miles have you got on your clock? And have you been have you been ridden much? And it, it's just all. And she's like, going, excuse me, and he's going, I'm talking about the car. And she's like, oh, well, you said me. And he's like, well, you know what I mean? Like, I'm talking about the car. Like, you know, has, <laughs> has, has anybody checked your oil? Have you had your oil checked? Like, what's the situation there? Has anybody used a dipstick? And all? It's just funny. Like, it's, it's all sexual innuendo, and it's done really, really, like, very cleverly done, basically. And he has this woman going for fucking ages, and at the end he just tells her he's just fucking around. So funny. <laughs> honestly guys Google, just go on YouTube and type in Shane Coyle and you'll find a lot of his clips on there he, the guy so you're a huge of, fan you're a huge fan of a guy who likes to call people up and wind them up I can't imagine you getting into that at all <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah exactly I mean I, you know what we could even do it if we can get him because he calls on his cell phone if we could get him on Skype we could do a prank with him when I say we I mean Craig would just sit there and listen but like you and me could get involved right. as well and we could be absolutely. I'd we be should, down for that. That would be awesome. Yeah, we should do that. I'll, I'll see if I can get him set up on Skype then, and because uh, he's always in his car. That's the problem. He's always fucking on the go. He's never sits still. He's always moving around. Anyway, he knows we love him. Shane, you're welcome back on any time, man. And we are going to set that up very soon. Our next few episodes are quite busy actually because we've got some good guests lined up. Um, if all goes well. So uh, eventually we are going to get back to it. Some people have e- even asked us as well because they noticed in the last episode that it's missing um, our uh, skit, our radio skit that we do. The, um, I can't remember the name of it oh, now. Yes. What's the name? What do we call Elroy it? Elroy McNeil, the big deal. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we are going to get to the point, that's it. We are going to be doing it again. Get to the point, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, hold on. The cat is fucking around with a ball on the floor. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, we are going to be doing it again. It's just we kind of, you know, we don't want to give you too you too much of it because then it becomes boring right. and you know we run out of ideas. It's nice to just reflect on what we've done and it gives us time to come up with new content for it. So it's coming back. Bear with us. Also, we did say Craig's story time's coming back. It is. It's just this episode's been busy, so don't worry about that. Craig, tell people not to worry, mate. Oh God, don't worry. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Such enthusiasm. I, I love know. it. And I also want to give out a couple of shout-outs as well to two of our new listeners as well. Um, and that is, uh, I don't know what his surname is. I think it's Flower, but his first name is Samantha. And her handle on Twitter is Samflower31. And she's she started from the first episode. And I've, I tell people not to do that because the audio quality was so bad in those like first 20 episodes. I just tell people, even though it's funny stuff, and some of it is really funny, I just say just skip them, but she didn't want to. She wanted to start from the beginning. So she's actually listening to the earlier episodes but she's listening to the current ones if that makes sense so when we upload the new one she's listening to it but then in between she's going back again wow so that's a true fan yeah like I, I appreciate it you know like somebody that's willing that's to awesome. actually take the time to listen to us and and obviously you know she's aware that you know things have changed from day one to now you know, you know including obviously the lineup and stuff like it's uh, it's good that she's doing it that way because she's listening to what we're like now which is nothing like what we used to be so that's excellent right. and then the other person is that she's actually a patron of ours now her name is Karen Bunting, and uh, I, I've been talking to Karen for a couple of weeks now, and she is, she's so wonderful. Like I say, she's one of our patrons now, and, um, you know, we just can't thank you enough, you know, for the support you're giving us. It's absolutely amazing. 
and to everybody else that's listening of course you know um, you guys are just wonderful and I'll just give out some of our information as well our website is majorsmesshall.com Instagram Mess Hall Podcast Twitter at Majors Mess Hall Facebook just search for us Majors Mess Hall we've got a big following on there at the moment uh, and then of course if you do want to uh, sign up to our, our Patreon page you just go to patreon.com forward slash Majors Mess Hall that'll take you straight through to our page a little bit of information about what it is we're doing and you can sign up and you can basically donate whatever you want monthly and um, it all goes back into the podcast and you are you will be helping us uh, progress to the next level uh, and so far we're already moving up because of the support we've got and it's just amazing so again I just can't say it I can't say it enough thank you it means a lot to all three of us even Craig yeah and that's about it really that's another episode in the bag um, you guys got anything you want to add Oh, Apart from the fucking noises yes. on the mic, Craig. <laughs> Just kind of right to put it away. <laughs> he's, he's fucking geared, and he? His hand is fucking hovering over the, up the gear exit. Talking like, yeah, fuck this, it's done. <laughs> yeah. No, I just want to say uh, a humble thank you to everybody who continues to listen to us, support us, and give us much love. It's it's definitely does not go unnoticed and unappreciated. We We love the fact that you guys appreciate what we do, support what we do, Tune in and listen to us every month, and uh, and then support every episode. It uh, means a lot to us, and, and we just can't thank you enough for it. So, um, yeah, and and I look forward to uh, coming up this summer and having the pub crawl, getting together, and uh, hopefully hanging out with some people and meeting some some new faces and and having a few laughs and and uh, we'll have to think of something special to do while we're at the pub crawl. Maybe we'll do like a remote. Uh, live um, episode of of the sketch or something. Where yeah, we can that, actually, that'll be like, good. Yeah. that'll be good. So, uh, like uh, yeah. th- that brings up a good, another good point as well. See, these pub crawls. So, there's probably going to be more than one because Todd's planning on coming up more than once this year anyway. So, right. we're, this you know we are going to do a few. One of them's going to be in hopefully if all goes well, late July or mid to late July. Like I'm going away, hopefully going away to the UK if all goes well at the end of June. Um, and I'll be there until like you know, second week in July, something like that. So then, sometime after that, we'll do a pub crawl. The reason why it's going to be then is because our good friend Cove Boy Bertie, uh, one of his brothers is going to bring him. Because as you know, like it's you know it's no secret, and, and you know Bertie doesn't mind us talking about this. Bertie has special needs, so he can't travel on his own, um, for obvious reasons. So it's always been a case of trying to find somebody that was willing to come with him, and his brother Matt. Um, who I've been talking to, is willing and would like to come to Nova Scotia, so he's going to bring Bertie with him, so Bertie can hang out with us, spend some time with us and some of our listeners, because there's a lot of people that want to meet him. And, uh, yeah, so that's the plan. Um, obviously, nothing is in stone at this stage. No, nothing has been booked. No flights have been booked. Todd hasn't arranged a date or time or anything to come up. But that is it's in the works. So if you want to come to one of our pub, pub crawls, like I say, one of them's going to be, hopefully, at the end, mid to late July, it would be great if you could drive up or come and see us if you're in the area. Come and hang out with us. We just All we do is go around bars in Halifax and have a really nice time. We just spend time together, have some drinks, have some bites to eat. And, uh, and it, the only downside is Craig obviously won't be with us this time. But um, Craig, can you, you can vouch for it yourself, can't you, Craig, that we have so much fun on these pub crawls, don't we? Yeah, yeah. I think we've got times. Maybe we can get Craig on video chat or something while we're there just, just for like, you know, while we're in one place, Craig can have a... A drink on his end, and we'll be sitting there. 
<laughs> Bring like an iPad or something and just put no, them in the seat. That's depressing that would be. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be depressing for us as well because we just we just wish that you were here. That's the that's probably make it worse actually because we be like fuck, this is shite, isn't it? Like fucking Craig's yeah, there and we're sitting here. Then when I'm down in Gavin's basement and I rip off a good fart, nobody's there to truly appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I'll do to the cat will hiss at me and try to claw me. I mean, that's that's about it. So yeah, like if 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 Todd farts in my basement and Craig's not there to hear it, did it happen? That's the question. <laughs> It's annoying with you because I'm the only one that like really drinks, so I'm I know, yeah. just drinking on my own. No, to be honest, mate, there probably won't be a drop of alcohol fucking drank between me, Todd, and Bertie anyway. I know exactly. <laughs> you just all be drinking shitty Coke. I know, yeah, fucking Red Bull crawl. <laughs> Red Bull. Red Bull. <laughs> hey, now I usually have at least one drink. I, I drank a Freedom Thirty Five last time, and uh, you never know. I, you might hear me say to the bar, "Rum and Coke for it to to." Toast Julian. I drank a Roman Coke, but yeah. they didn't have 151, so Canada's lame. I'm sorry. Yeah, but and you never know, Craig. You might hear me say to the bartender, I'll have a Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> Extra shitty. <laughs> <laughs> then, I'll, then, I'll com- then I'll complain about it and hope that you don't spit in the next one. <laughs> right, guys, we're going. We're going to call it a night. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much for listening. Go and follow Shane on, on Facebook. It's uh, Shane Coyle's Prank Call Mafia. And you can find him on Instagram. Same thing again. Just type in Shane Coyle. You'll find him. His name, you only have to type his name and, and shit will come up. Um, okay, guys, thank you very much. And we'll be back for episode 115 in a couple of weeks. Take care. Bye. Uh...